This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. James, I went to StarWars.com and I took a quiz to find out what type of Princess Leia I am. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much exactly what you think it's like it's like a buzzfeed quiz where it's just like what's your favorite color and it's like well <laughs> you say gray white or like gold it's like gold or you're like slave leia gray you're hot leia or white you're new D- hope leia i was a new hope leia because i am i am fearless a nice dresser <laughs> and something else like ready to fight the good fight or something like that and i was like okay so Breaking news, I am a New Hope Princess mm-hmm. Leia. I am Millie Bobby Brown Leia. Oh, <laughs> That would be perfect addition to a quiz. Because it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm Last Jedi Leia. Like, uh, I'm, <laughs> do you like old people? No, you're Last Jedi Leia. Like, but that would be a nice twist. Like, see... We come up with good ideas here on the Rebel Scum Podcast. I am Brock. This is James. And this is episode 206. <laughs> yes. Six. 206. Yes. Yeah. It never ends. It's like lamb chops play along. <laughs> Old it's references. a podcast. I never ends. <laughs> it's true. People are like, how is this still going on? But we're here. We're talking about People ask me that. It's like, how's the podcast going? I'm like, we still do it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, don't know. I don't know. And no one has uh, voiced a formal complaint yet. We've had several complaints, but nothing formal. Um, if you're going to yeah, complain, no you got, like, yeah, you got to wear your Sunday best if you're going to complain. Yeah, and it's Monday, Wednesday when you watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's a International Women's Day was Monday. Um, shout out to all the women. Yeah, your mom. Did you see Burger King's tweet? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I heard okay. about it while I was at work. So everyone everyone went nuts over Burger King, right? Like, of course. women, this is not me, this is Burger King. But it was women belong <laughs> in the kitchen. Now, that's terrible. <laughs> but but they, they were making a point. I don't know if you know that. They were actually trying to make a point. And what and so the, right. so that was so so they were actually I was kind of questioning why they would why they would do that, but then I realized oh, because all publicity is good publicity, and it got yeah. them trending. They were trending, and so when I saw people hating on Burger King, I was like, well, I got to see what this is about. And I looked at it and I was like, wow. And then I said, well, there's got to be more to this. So I clicked on it. And it says, women belong in the kitchen, which was like, oh, my God. But then the next one was, if they want to be. And this is the next. Oh. So, they, yeah, if they want to be. And then they go on this long spiel about how only 24% of culinary chefs are women. And so they have made a pledge uh, to support and sponsor Burger King female employees uh, into culinary schools if they so desire. So that was actually the point of it. Was that they want to? It was all in the same tweet. No, no. Or so it was, yeah. So no, no. Well, it was like four tweets. So what it was was women belong in the kitchen to get your attention, right? To piss you off. But they know what they're doing because they're Star Wars fans and they know that hate sells. <laughs> Brock, we should title this one: Kathleen Kennedy is fired and whatever. And we'll have like a lot of views. But so they did that. They got your attention. But then the rest of it, they're like, "Look, here's the deal. If you don't want to, like, don't actually. That's not true. But now that we have your attention. We want to let you know that." That for whatever reason, women are not professional chefs, men are, and we want to help 
change that if so be it. So, you know, it was still, I still feel like they went in the wrong direction (laughs) at the beginning, but their intentions were good. And, you know, um, cancel Burger King, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. Like it's, uh, it is funny. Like I find like franchise restaurants seem to, I think Wendy's had a really cheeky, like Twitter, social handle, social media identity for a hot second i was like it's interesting it's like huh like it's like mcdonald's is like disney where (laughs) they make a lot of mistakes but mcdonald's sort of has like this is who we are and we don't budge from yeah even though like some weird stuff can happen but they are like very stoic and then like so like mcdonald's would never i don't i mean correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure there's examples of like oh look at mcjohn mcdonald's being like well mac quirky (laughs) 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 but uh i'm not i'm not trying to put mcdonald's above burger king because it's like it's just fast food are they all made of like they're all made of like sludge or something it's not even oh it's 100 percent beef i believe um yeah i don't god i don't even know the last, <laughs> the last time i think i had wendy's or burger king was whopper wednesday like 10 years ago and it was like a dollar 20 for a whopper and i don't think i've been back since i don't think i've had i don't even know whatever it is what it is but that you know they 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 it was a strategy whatever it felt but anyway women are uh wonderful clearly and yeah uh, they deserve uh they're one day. Why not give them more? But one day for sure. Um, no, they're awesome. Last year we had a bunch of uh, um, females do our show for us on Women uh, oh, in the National Day. Wow. That was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. It feels like 17 decades ago. Yeah, yeah. But it was a year ago. So that was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Um, I watched Solo the other day. Oh. I, I went on the – yeah, yeah. Uh, when it's cold out, I go for a walk on the – or when it's way too wet on my road, I go for walks on my treadmill. And I usually watch a movie, and I watch Solo. And it's good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, Did you uh, notice anything different this viewing? No. I st- I just – every time I watch it – I see, I think I like the look of the film. But every time I watch it, I'm like, you know – if they just would have shot it a little less artsy, I feel like more people would have been roped in. Because, you know, we were talking, before we started recording, we were talking about Marvel. And Marvel movies, They none of them are, like, the most beautiful-looking movies, lighting-wise and camera work and all that, right? They're very, like, and and it's not, that's not, it's not always a bad thing. Is you don't need to distract from what's on camera. And I think that that's where I'm getting at with solo is I think the lighting, as beautiful as I find it, I think it's distracting and not yeah. and not in a pleasant way for a lot of viewers. I think it is dark. I think yeah. you know, and I and I I think that is a real put off for a lot of the movie going public who want to go see an action adventure film like the Avengers, which is, you know, pretty well lit. Yeah, yeah. It's it is interesting. Like, I always find it weird. Like when they get to, um... oh god, where's the what's the planet they go to through the Kessel Run? Oh, the... Uh, with the <laughs> god, what's it called? With the uh... Kessel? Is it Kessel? No. <laughs> Where the heck do they go in that movie? <laughs> I just watched uh, it. Anyways, but like. They go there to get the coaxium, <laughs> coaxium, and then they break out a whole bunch of Wookies and like, yeah. but like it's weird because like you see Chewie, no problem, but like you never get a tight uh-huh. shot of the other Wookies, which is bizarre. Uh, because like the one that I think Anthony Daniels portrays in that, like Chewie, like interacts with quite a bit. He looks weird. He or she, uh-huh. I can't remember what. Gen- under the Wookiee was like they look weird and you never get a clear like so like that's what I think when you mentioned like lighting which like that one wasn't a dark scene per se but like yeah it's interesting I had an interesting uh, conversation with my colleague Steve Bagazzoli shout out Spags for Life uh, about he just watched 
the new hope recently and he had like a mandela effect where the scene where they're in the trash compactor he remembered that as a kid as like you see the creature closely that like and you see like luke fight him underwater like he had that as a childhood memory that that happened to the point that when he watches like wait when did that happen and i'm uh, like no that never happens <laughs> i'm pretty sure he played that in the playground <laughs> <laughs> i was like interesting like i could see that like especially with uh, when you watch that movie as a kid you're like wow yeah, it was probably something that he imagined, and it just became a memory. I'm pretty sure 90% of my memories are that, because I remember a lot of things. I'm like, do I actually? That's, you know, why wouldn't George Lucas put that in the special edition? Yeah. Yeah, George Lucas. Yeah, it's, I love it. I even said to him, it's like, I, that's what I love about that scene. It's like the first example in, like, Star Wars, where she's like, this is an example of like they were just kind of figuring stuff yeah. out. It's like why is there? A, I know they've explained why there's like a sea monster in the trash compactor, but like it's like they don't need that monster to be there because like seconds after like they rescue Luke from it, the walls start closing, in. and I'm like that's that's the issue they have to get through. They don't need like oh like a little eye pops up and all of a sudden Luke goes underwater. <laughs> like it is a uh, so it's just like when you say that they need to fix things it's like uh, you know they were figuring it out as they went and uh i love it i love the diagnosis it's so weird but like it's just so like yeah well you you were saying before we recorded that you um are we there's no news today right or is it? There's no news news today because you were trying to compile the news and there's no news and you just saw a lot of ads like how you can fix X and how Star Wars can fix Y and you know do do things need fixing and right now right now a thousand voices are crying out the sequel trilogy but I don't see I wouldn't I don't know how you feel, but I wouldn't call fixing anything. Like they are what they are. For me, though, beyond that, it's not fixing. It's just maybe uh, further exploration into the sure. stories that we got and fleshing out. It's not fixing. It's yeah. it's enhancing. I think is is what I would say. That's like that's what Star Wars is known for. Like, yeah. You give this main story, but then around it, there's all these other little things. I mean, we all, the biggest example is the prequels are spawned from one monologue in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, 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 there's a difference between, like you said, fleshing out or expanding upon an idea and then fixing. Like, there, people want them to reshoot the prequel or sequels is like why move on move on like i think we all can agree it's like perhaps we just venture into new territory which they've done with the mandalorian so it's like that's working let's go with that i think the man from for one well we talked about this right before on is that what marvel does so well is because now wandavision's over and it's i don't know i i think it's mostly positive i would say mostly positive but people are like and those people don't have to worry because Falcon and the Soldier come out in, uh, you know, this week is the making of WandaVision, which I'm very excited for because that's what I like. I think yeah. more of this. But, 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 uh, and I kind of wish there was more of the Mandalorian season two making up, but whatever, COVID. But then Falcon and Soldier, that comes out next week. It's like, holy Cracker Jacks, man. Like, but the thing is, if you weren't happy with WandaVision, if you're like, there, you know, Magneto didn't show up or all that stuff, if you're going to forget about that in, in, in 14 days because the Falcon and, and Bucky are showing up to make you forget that. And then when that happens, Loki's coming out. <laughs> and they're just, yeah. it's such a well oiled machine that, and if you like it, you'll go back to it. But if you don't, you don't have enough time to dwell on it like Star Wars fans do and, and hate it so much. Um, but uh, what you're saying about Mandalorian, what what f- fascinates me about that too is everything is like we got to get away from the Skywalkers, we got to get away from the Skywalker saga. But the Mandalorian is like, screw it, we're going right in the middle of the Skywalker saga, because the Skywalker saga is nothing more than um, a name given by a company. It's a branding name by a company. That's it. In the Star Wars 
universe, it is just a period of time. And I, and the, the, the thing that separates that period of time from 5,000 years after the Skywalker saga is, I, we don't know what that galaxy looks like in 5,000 years. Is that galaxy even Star Wars at that point? Or is it us? Like, we, I don't know. But So they threw it in here. They said, no, we're going to live in the world that you know, but we're going to tell stories separate from that and strip away the characters and the side characters that you know when certain new stuff in there, but it's still within that world. And I think that's one of the things that makes The Mandalorian story-wise so successful. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's... It's... I would love to know when they started talking about the sequel movies and when they started talking about Shows for Disney Plus. Oh, because like I guess the sequel trilogy or trilogy. Like, okay, we're gonna make movies, and then at what point did the di- or or forget that? Stop putting it like. Did they start talking to Favreau at the roughly the same time as they were talking to J.J. Abrams? No, or perhaps Ryan will. Is no. that separate? Very, very separate. Yeah, I think so. From what I um. Out of my investigative reporting, which is not a thing, but I've read the Iger book and a whole ton of articles and stuff like that on everything. Um, So what I've been gathering over time, so this is not really fresh in my mind, so bear with me a little bit and and double fact check me if you want. Um, So Lucas had no interest in selling to Disney and Bob Iger approached him and said, hey, we want to buy you. And he said, no. Um, and then he, I think he had cold feet. And then he wanted more money at one point. And I guess we're not going to give you more money. He goes, yeah, but you paid a lot more for, I think it was Pixar. And he goes, yeah, but Pixar has a catalog and they have upcoming movies. You don't have anything. And I think it was at that point that he decided to kind of push this, his sequels forward a bit. So he's like, maybe if I have something, I can get more money. I think that's what the game plan was. And he, And then when he started, I think he hired Michael Arndt. And then Lawrence Kasdan to do solo or Megalar. Anyway, whatever. And that was going on. He's like, "Hey, we're going to sell it, but this is the movies. That, these are the sequel movies that I want you to use." And they're like, "Whatever, maybe." And then he hired Kath- George Lucas hired Kathleen Kennedy before Disney bought Lucasfilm, and I think he hired Kathleen Kennedy so that he would have a say. Because what happened was, if you remember, when Disney bought Marvel. Um, who was it? Was it like Avi Arad, I think, and somebody else were like top tier guys and Kevin Feige was down here and they were causing too much pushback to Disney and Bob Iger's like, you guys are out, Feige, you're up. Because hmm. it's Disney's property. It's not Marvel anymore. It's Disney. And Star Wars and Lucasfilm is Disney, right? So that was the thing. It's like, you play by our rules. This is no longer yours anymore. And uh, so they didn't want George Lucas around and then they wanted um so they had the michael Arndt thing george lucas was kind of hovering around because of kathleen kennedy then they went to jj abrams he said no and then there was jj abrams uh brad bird i think favreau was also there was like four or five directors that they were going for but they really wanted abrams then they got abrams they went abrams johnson and then trevorrow and then it was the disney the Disney Plus thing, I want to say, was f- four years after that. Right. But did they ever actually have a conversation with Favreau about the movies? Not necessarily Mandalorian, but like... I Yeah, he was in... I believe he was... It was him, Bird, I think Matthew Vaughn, mm-hmm. Abrams, and I feel like there was one other person. They were up for seven. Right. For seven. And it was a Michael Arndt script. I don't know how far those conversations would yeah. have gone, but yeah. clearly something struck. Like it's Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy on some level. Uh, something Star Wars struck with both of them in regards to each other, where Favreau obviously wanted to do it and Kathleen Kennedy kept him in her back pocket. I mean, he's also, look, he did, everyone's like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, whatever, but he was the, he kind of is the reason, like, I believe he was a strong voice in getting Avengers going at one point. I think it's, it shifted away 
But I think at the beginning, he was like really like, because Feige was like, we need to put Samuel Jackson in Iron Man. He said no. And then they figured out the end credit. Like, that's how they created end credit scenes for the Marvel movies was because they didn't know yeah. where to put Nick Fury in the first one, right? So I think I think whatever happened in that meeting, I don't know. But I think Kennedy viewed him as an asset. I think I, I wasn't there. I was working See, at a like, community TV channel. The reason I ask is, like, not so much, like, they don't sit down and it's like, okay, so we're going to, like, have a character named Ray, And then we're also going to have a character named Mandalorian. Like, I feel like they enter into these conversations – uh, with directors and writers and their they the idea of like look we want to do stuff in the future with Star Wars and it's like they don't necessarily hear their idea or their idea even if I'm sure that like because like that's how Hollywood works you you go and you pitch and you pitch mm-hmm. and you pitch and like you pitch over and over and over again different things and like only like two to three things out of the 15 or 20 things you pitch actually go anywhere right? So I'm curious of like they're just like entering the conversation of like the future of do you like the the conversation is do you have an idea uh-huh. for Star Wars? So it's like I I often wonder and I I agree with what you said like I, because Disney Plus wasn't like right off the bat an idea they were going with I mean I mean someday we'll find out when Disney Plus sort of like or just a streaming service owned by Disney became like an actual thing in their conversations but it's just like i wonder if like the, the the conversation of just with all these directors of like give us a star wars idea perhaps like, i was like if jj abrams and favreau entered that conversation but then like it takes a while so it's just like you you have money you're disney and you can just get anybody you want ideally if they say yeah right Rose like I also have an idea it's like well we want JJ for this but we're Disney and we we just made four billion dollars for Star Wars give us an idea bring your idea so it's like I would love to know if like how close together so it's like if they both entered the same situation where it's like what's your idea it's like you can crap on the sequel movies but that was JJ's idea, and that was Ryan's idea, and then that was JJ's idea again, and then there's also Favreau's idea. They all could have succeeded or failed. It's like it's that's what they wanted to make, so they made it. You know what I mean? So like that's how I kind of start considering this whole thing. It's like Favreau's idea could have been bad. It wasn't, <laughs> and like I'd argue JJ's idea isn't bad either it's just jj's idea and if you've watched like uh what's the et movie he did uh super eight uh, super eight (laughs) it's like this is a great movie it kind of just ends yeah like like, it's about like i love steven spielberg and like Uh we said this ad nauseum it's like force awakens is like i love george lucas (laughs) so it's like that was his idea and that's not a terrible thing because we live in a world we now as like 30 year old men who are like in the forefront of their selling nostalgia is a big thing because we as consumers are like the Saturday morning cartoons generation. Right. So like, yeah, you can release all these things. So it's like JJ's idea, as much as it's not as enthralling as Mandalorian is perhaps it's, it's still going after that. That market of people love remembering. <laughs> right? Yeah, the Mandalorian is all about that, you know. Like, and it, it, I, it, it, I think that the one, the Mandalorian is all about that, but I think it disguises it. Yes, I don't want to say better. Yeah, I don't know subtle. if it's better because I think I don't think the Force Awakens was trying to disguise it. You know, it was like yeah, it, it, yeah. it was just like this subtle, is like you said, this is a love letter, right? Um, yeah. Whereas Mandalorian is like it's a love letter, but we're gonna also be something a little bit different, and I think. And I think it's those two elements that's really. But like you said last week, you know, look, I, I admittedly am not the biggest TV fan in terms of watching a lot of stuff. But TV um, has the the one thing that films don't, and that is time. 
yeah. is time. It Absolutely. is. Oh, this is. I mean, the episodes might be a half hour, but that's still eight episodes to for us for for the writers and for us to learn your character and figure your character out for them to grow. In a movie, you get that all at once. So I, you know, I think yeah, TV, especially when it's weekly, you get each week and and whatnot. So yeah, I look yeah. The, the sequel trilogy. I would. <laughs> You don't <laughs> you don't fix it. it. Definitely the 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 thing. The, here's why you can't fix it anyway. Is the the problem that it had from the get go was no one talked to each other. We all know that. That is like the most. Yeah. And, then, and I can't tell if they're proud of that or not. I think on one end it's kind of cool that they're like you guys just make three different movies. Yeah. So. And we'll see if they connect. But at the same time, it's like, but you knew you were doing three of them. Because everyone says, like, well, George Lucas made them up. Yes, but also no. Because in, in like, the original trilogy, sure. But he also had notes, you know, and he could grab little details here. And then, yeah, he made up things as he went along for sure. Luke and Leia, brother and sister. I still kind of feel like Vader might have been been thrown in there at one point. It might have been a note that he had, but I don't think in A New Hope Vader was Luke's father. But anyway, um... This, the prequels, though, he made them up as he went along. Like, Jango Fett was never supposed to be an attack of the club. <laughs> he was never showing up in the second movie. I don't yeah. think that was a thing. But he still had the ending. He still had, like, he had enough yeah. that they were made up. Whereas the sequels is what I talk about all the time at Nauseam. Is just, they just didn't have that why. And I think if they all would have, if there would have been a yeah. through... But anyway, we're not going to talk about that because you don't fix you don't fix them. You enhance them because you. The yeah. thing is, you have what they have. You 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 have them. So now make it beautiful. You have your home. So now give me the garden behind your house. Give me the front porch. Give me a deck. You know that's what you can work on now. You don't fix it. You yeah. enhance it. You make it better. You give me a paint job. Whatever. That's what George Lucas did with the with the original trilogy in the nineties. He's like, hey, look, Jabba the Hutt's in there. And we were like. <gasps> And yeah. now, 20 years after that, we all hate on that Jabba the Hutt, but at the time, that got our butts to the theater. Absolutely. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, it's... I just... It's just weird. Because it's like, on top of all that, it's just people talking on the internet or, like, theorizing <laughs> things on the internet based on, like, a flash of something in a trailer or, like, WandaVision, we just... In, like we've experienced it where it's like oh, this the- it could be Mephisto or Doctor Strange is somewhere or Reed Richards is somewhere and it's just like that affects how you think because it's like huh? yeah the finale of WandaVision I'm like oh this didn't happen I'm like well why did it have to happen like that that's because I've been listening to too much talk as, as look I like theorizing too and it's, it's, fun. it's just like it's getting out of hand where it's like it wouldn't it would you be satisfied if it's like, oh, it's it was the devil all along, and it's like I don't hate it, the, but at the same time, it's like I don't like when the internet guesses what's going to happen. Well, also when they claim to see, here's the here's the thing though with the Mephisto, Mephisto or Mephisto, how do you say it? Mephisto. I, Ma- I, don't know. I always I look. I say every name wrong, and I get yelled Magneto. at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, my, my, here's the thing. I, I was like, oh, that's cool. But the thing is, you can't be disappointed that that character is not in that show because that character does not exist in the MCU. Yeah. The character does not exist in the movies. And if the character is also like, it's been me, you're like, well, who are you? That was my one. The things that annoyed me the most uh, subtly annoyed me was Agatha being Agnes. It's like, well, why? Like, she could have just been Agatha. First of all, everyone guessed that it it was Agatha. And then, yeah, from like the trailer, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like no one in the MCU knows who Agatha is, so it's not like her changing her name does anything to the characters. It's not like it's not like uh, Wanda was like, "Well, I hope Agatha's not here." You know, it was like she's just like, "I." And then the other thing was Evan Peters' casting was simply to deceive everybody, yeah. um, which. The boner joke, I'm not sure if it's a boner joke or if it's a play on growing pants. I still haven't figured out what that is yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm still, I still haven't figured that out. But that, to me, that that was, their biggest sin was, that was a lie. So that one I could see people be pissed off. It wouldn't, I don't think it would ruin the show for me. The Evan Peters thing. It would be like, well, that was dumb. Like, you lied, you lied. That's a, I don't like it when you're deceiving the viewer. Like, you trick and you play around and stuff, but a flat out lie, I don't like. Agatha was weird, but whatever. Um, but it was just like, yeah, like, 
a friend of mine was like, Nightmare's showing up, but it's going to be Mark Hamill. And I'm like, did you get that? Because he voiced the character in a Spider-Man cartoon, and that's, the internet is running with this now because he's been credited as the character. That character, again, Brock, does not exist in the MCU. So there's no reason yeah. to believe that that character is showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, the rabbit is somebody. He calls her, he calls the <laughs> rabbit, and you're scratching. And in the comics, there's a John Scratch that's her son. And- Nick Scratch. Nick Scratch, sorry. Get it right. See, that's how character is. But, like, here's the thing. I'll stay positive. Those theories are fun. I'm like, oh, they're great. that's cool. It is affecting, like, where it's like, oh, I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. uh, they were talking about Wonder Man being in it, which, like, oh, really? Totally understandable. <laughs> throw a Wonder Man in there. Doesn't really make sense to the story. Does Wonder Man interact with Scarlet Witch and the Vision in the comics? Absolutely. It's like, they, Vision and Wonder Man actually have, like, a connection in, like, but Wonder Man, I believe. Because he was like he wasn't a superhero, I believe. I can't remember. No, he was a superhero. And then, anyways, I believe his brainwaves are actually used by Ultron to create Vision. I think I could be totally wrong. Because then people are gonna call me out on this. But whatever. It's just like in the comics, yeah, it makes sense. And then they're all on the West Coast Avengers. Blah 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 blah. So like, sure. But like, <laughs> where are you getting this from? Like, it's just like. Would it be cool to see Wonder Man? Absolutely. I am an Avengers stan. So, like, White Vision showing up was like, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, like, I think what's crucial, like, we're, this is a Star Wars thing. We're talking about WandaVision. But, like, but I think, crucial, it, I think it affects Star Wars, though. Or they're WandaVision, connected. One, it exists. That's crazy. And two, it's just like, that felt like a limited series. Like, oh, that's a fun idea. Like, yeah, Scarlet Witch is supposed to go crazy at some point and interact with Doctor Strange. So, like, her looking like she's having a mental breakdown would work after how the movies ended. But, like, it always felt to me like a limited series. Now, at the end of that finale, I'm like, they they could do a second season. Like, there's, there's a world here that they've created that can just exist in the TV and occasionally seep into the movies. Like, so it's like, that's 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 awesome. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I I. Uh, but to I, bring it back to Star Wars, what is the the Luke Skywalker moment that there wasn't? <laughs> well, the, so the Luke Skywalker, th- we were following. But here was the thing: if you yeah. re- if you read the interview, they just the the interviewer asked her a question about whatever, and she goes, "Well, something's coming. I can't believe it hasn't leaked." And I think she's referring to she's either referring to Evan Peters or. White Vision. Yeah. I'm guessing White Vision though, because that's Evan yeah. Peters. Are, but because because Evan Peters leaked, I believe, oh. but White Vision didn't. But the thing is, then the interviewer and like their headline or whatever, the article twisted it to the Luke Skywalker moment. She never said it. And then Paul oh. Benny, Paul Benny is my hero when he was like. It's an actor I've wanted to work with for 30 years. And people are like, it's it's Al Pacino. It's that. And you're like, and then he's like, oh, they're going to be so disappointed when they find out it's me. And that, that's Honestly, truthfully, if you were watching my face as you started talking on this thought process, <laughs> I was like, oh, he was working with himself. I'm like, yeah. That's what I guessed last week after we saw White Vision. I'm like, was it just a And then they have like the best scene in the entire series it, together. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like this. So that was the, but, but again, I didn't actually, so I read the um, Elizabeth Olsen, Luke Skywalker, quote unquote thing. I didn't read the Paul mm-hmm. Bettany one, but I heard that he kind of said it in passing. Like he didn't, he wasn't like, you're going to lose your mind when you see the cameo. He was just like, oh yeah, there's an actor coming up. You're going to love it. Like it seemed, he probably said it tongue in cheek, um, but God bless him. Cause that was tremendous. Also uncle Frank, the show, the movie on Amazon prime, he is fantastic. And so all you white vision yeah. stands go, uh, go watch that. Um, but but how this ties into to Star Wars, really, aside from the Luke Skywalker point, is is the it hasn't actually affected Mandalorian too much. But I feel like as the show goes on, and now, and and I think the reason why it didn't really get it didn't affect it too much early on is because it was so disconnected from everything Star Wars we've known so far. But now that we're getting in, you know, dark sabers there, 
Mandalore yeah. is who knows what it is. Like we're gonna start to get more into the lore, and now, you know, Bo Katan showed up, Ahsoka showed up, Luke showed up. Now it's like th- I think this third season that's coming up, maybe even Book of Boba Fett will feel it. I don't think Andor or o- maybe Andor, maybe Obi Wan is the theories on Obi Wan where the Saw Adventures has been got, and it's like, oh my god, we're gonna go down this Mephisto path again. And that's where it becomes dangerous. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you have fun and you tell yourself, like, wouldn't it be cool if Darth Maul showed up and fought Obi-Wan in a dream sequence and they were on the cloud? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's a great idea. It's probably not going to happen. So when it doesn't happen, don't hate the, the show when it doesn't like, happen. I remember being seven and having those same ideas. Like, wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if Superman fought, like, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, of course. That sounds yeah. amazing. Darth Vader was there. Like, yeah, please make that. <laughs> I, think, I think, look, you got to remember the worlds that, and the MCU is tough because it's all, it's all everything, right? So it, it does, I guess, make sense that Reed Richards would show up even though he doesn't exist in the MCU. You know that that character's, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it, and and you know and and multi like the multiverse thing you could throw in because it's Doctor Strange two is called the multiverse of madness, so you kind of believe it. But when it doesn't happen that way, I don't know. I always I, I just remember when I was younger watching movies and people would be like, "That movie was good, but wouldn't it have been better if it was about this?" And you're like, "But that's not what the movie was about." Yeah, yeah. Like, like we have to stop judging. Something on your seven-year-old brain, Superman versus Wolverine, and start judging it on what we have. And again, that doesn't mean you have to like it. That doesn't mean you have to hate it. That means you have to judge something on what it is, not on what it was or what it could have been or anything like that. It's the problem, right? Like, it's like, oh, this one movie I watched when I was young was amazing. So everything after it. <laughs> just as amazing i'm like well (laughs) not necessarily and it's just like and i guess that's the problem marvel and star wars have ongoing it's like they have to outdo themselves over and over and over again and it's just like for what the creators they make this is this is new this is outstanding i thought this was very very good and you're like well you know what's frustrating is wandavision um the concept was really cool. Like they're trapped in a sitcom and they don't know why. And like, like I was like, like, you know, like when they, like one vision's coming, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, I'm in, let's see what this is. And the thing is the concept is a high concept is really cool. You got two solid actors in the leads and then you've got, you got pretty good supporting cast. I thought everybody in the supporting cast, like Catherine Hans, amazing and everything. And Evan Peters was really good. The only thing I can't figure out is his visions. Boss just disappeared from the town. But anyway, whatever is that, like, yeah. did they explain that or did he just vanish? Like, did they just, forget? No. <laughs> the actor just wasn't available one day. <laughs> was that guy like Bob Balaban or no, that's somebody else. But like, it's like it was. Who was the boss? Wasn't it the dude from like the yeah, annoying guy from uh, Groundhog Day? Yeah, what's that guy's name? No, no, it wasn't him. No, who was it? I can't. Remember. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. He's an actor. He's in a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. But like, Jeb and Joe Rupp is like fourth in like the credits for every episode, and she's only she only has like really her largest part is in the first episode, and then like she has two lines in the last episode, but like. I mean, good for her. She yeah, deserves she... to be like. You think like, uh, like I don't know. If you don't, you're not in the episode. You really shouldn't be in the credits, or at least the initial credits. Well, it's ah, the contract, if... I guess. But oh, absolutely. <laughs> what I'm getting at though is is the concept was really cool, and that like the like what got I think my favorite the the episode I liked the most was I think it was like the fourth or fifth episode uh, when the, re- the the reverse snap happened. And they yeah. kind of were like, this is what's going on. And and I was like, oh, okay. This is like the, the puzzle now. Like, we got the puzzle. We have the pieces to the puzzle. Let's all start putting together. And that was, and that's when I was like, like the episodes before were whatever. But this is when I was like, this shows, this is what I've been waiting for for this show, right? Like, this is what that trailer kind of got me and blah, blah. And then instead of people being fascinated by 
figuring this out, it's like, well, it's going to be Mephisto, and it's going to be Nightmare, and it's going to be Reed Richards, and it's going to be uh, Beast, and it's going to be uh, Iceman. Oh. And you're just like, yeah. wait, but, but like, and then at the end of the, the show ends, and the show was like, no, but you were supposed to actually just like the show. <laughs> like, I felt like, yeah. like, they were like, 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 is it, I don't know, like, you're supposed to just like the show. And again, if you like the show, you like it. If you don't, you don't, whatever. That's not the point. The point is you like the show for what it is. And now what? Every time they make a Marvel show, they're just going to be like, well, if we just throw in this random character from issue 161 of Uncanny X-Men, uh, throw that guy in and people will lose their minds. Like, that's going to get boring very fast. You have to have creative uh, storylines and structure. Because, you know, cameos are fun. But they're not everything. Like Luke Skywalker, great moment. Bo-Katan, fun. Yeah. Evan Peters, until the boner joke, great. <laughs> but you, but that's not that cannot be a make or break. If the Mandalorian yeah. season two is only good because of Luke Skywalker, that's a massive fail on the Mandalorian season two. Yeah. Massive fail, and it's a gimmick. It's 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 a gimmick, and and somehow this social media world we live in just wants the gimmick and yet they get mad at burger king for gimmicking a tweet (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's just it is it is bizarre i don't know i I think it's also a bad example because like it really relies especially the first couple episodes that you have seen all the other marvel movies like yes you can't be like this is a good show i mean you i guess you could watch it and just sort of piece things together. But like, I think you would get lost until like the fifth episode. I, I could be wrong. See, that's I'm, I, I, I'm now that it's done. I, I want to hear people's experience that haven't watched it episodically and just binge it. And I want it. Cause I know a couple of people that haven't watched it. Yet. I'm like, Oh, please take four hours out of your life and just watch the whole thing. Cause they're so short, those episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, but like, yeah, I think that is, one thing you can give to like these people doing theories where it's like this relies on you knowing what happens in the movies. Therefore it's like, as much as it is a separate thing, it's like, it does kind of exist in that thing. So I'm I, whatever, but I'm not, I'm just trying to, on the same note, it's like, you're right. Like, it's just like, just like it for the sake of like, we don't have much right now. We can't go outside. We can't get out. All we have is drive through takeout, and Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get new content, which God bless you, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, whoever is I think it's Michael Chopek now. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for like, is it all, is it new Marvel content every week for hopefully the rest of the year or just Disney Plus? Uh, new- I think Marvel ends whenever Loki ends. Yeah. So but that, but like- does that mean that Cassian Andor is coming out right after that? I I heard through the grapevine that like there's going to be new content content if there's no delays on anything new content every week for the rest of the year I'm like well what's content though yeah I'm all like <laughs> probably a lot of behind the scenes stuff but which like, I like yeah I like it too I and, love watching them like we sit here and like theorize like oh what were their thought processes and then you get delivered like the gallery or. Uh, yeah. What is this one called? Assembled? Yeah. One yeah, Division, by the way, the the One Division show had the best poster of any Marvel, I think. Any Marvel. The one. The One Division show. The show. The poster for the show, where they're like half black and white, half color, and then like the squiggly lines. Oh, yeah. Best poster. And the poster mm. for this Assemble show is awesome too, where you got like the film aperture and everything. It looks rad. I like. Nice, nice. I like this. Um, I love these behind the scenes shows. I can't wait to see this one. I, 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 like I said, I really wish we got more of the Mandalorian season two because they didn't yeah. touch on the Luke Skywalker moment at the end at all. Yeah. Like at all. That's and surprising. Uh, yeah. And also I would really, I would really like to hear more from Peyton Reed. I think Rodriguez, we're going to get more because he's doing Boba Fett, but I want to hear more about Peyton Reed. Cause I thought he brought a lot to it. He did a stellar job. Um, the interview i can't even remember yeah he, well he did the second episode too so he's interviewed throughout and then they kind of go into the the finale but i think it cuts out like you're like oh now they're getting to luke and then they cut out and it's like oh all right they're afraid that they would if they yeah i would assume 
do the dock during mm-hmm. so they, they wanted these like, like even like i reported like uh katie sackoff didn't even know yeah no it was probably I, that's what i think too it's probably due to that but there's there's something there like there is definitely a behind the scenes there that we could watch people talk about bringing luke skywalker to the mandalorian because it was there was an actor on set portraying him then there's mark hamill and then there's and Mark Hamill, I think he said he did it like a year before it came out, right? Like he did it a long time before it came out. So yeah, Mark Hamill. Then you have the animators animating Mark Hamill. Then you have the actors on set who had no idea that, yeah, that it was yeah. Like you have all this. There's so much material there that I would just love to to hear them talk about. And, yeah. And absolutely. even like Favreau being like, well, we didn't know right away it was going to be Luke Skywalker. The story took us there. I'm like, I want to hear that more. I want to just. Yeah. Just want. Sure. That's what I'm. I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. So. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. That's brought to you by Patreon. I'm singing this song because my hotmail's not open and I need to know the list of people I think are great. Look, I'm very upset that you're going to try to take away my Hollow News theme song, but uh, <laughs> I won't be singing that this week. Oh, right now, the Hollow News. See, like, I'm like, I feel like because of WandaVision and all their awesome, like, openings that are like nods to old tv themes um i have that i have i keep making songs up in my head uh patreon.com that's where you can go and support us we try our best we're just here to have a few laughs and talk a little star wars so why don't you head on down to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and check out our tiers we got some content if you want to support us and it can be all yours you can be one of these wonderful people that we like to call our Patreon. Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Athon, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thron, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Hold on, I'm tweeting. Uh, <laughs> Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quentin, Jericho Kane, Dana Nerds, and the girls with sabers. I'm tweeting a picture of us. Oh, you went into the cesspool. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you gotta you gotta stay in there. There's some good we have there's some good people in there. Um, there's, oh sure! Like there's there's a, there's... look, if I I'd be lying <laughs> if I didn't say that we've muted and blocked half of Twitter. <laughs> when you send me a, a link to Twitter, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> look, Twitter is the worst with, but it should be the best. I keep maintaining that it's like oh, sure. what it is 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 if for some reason we use it for evil. It's like oh my god. Um, Use it for good, not evil. No, we're mankind, and we will ruin everything we touch. Mwahaha. That's how I go. But thank you to all our Patreon. You guys make our dreams come true. Yeah. I like that song. What a want. Hollow Notes. <laughs> First odd. <laughs> the, the odds Bo-Katan will appear and play a factor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yes, what? I know. That's why it's in here because we just were talking about it. That's why it's in here to piss everyone off, including you. What do you mean a factor? Uh, she'll play a, a role. Character? Like she won't just be like, "Hi, Obi Wan." I mean, she'll she'll like, be in the show. She'll kill yeah. someone, and if it doesn't happen, we will both hate the Obi Wan show. Oh, absolutely. That's a hundred percent. It's like, oh, that's not what I expected. Um, <laughs> I think seventy percent. I mean, there's. This new the woman that was cast last week, uh, you're, everyone's kind of thinking that's she could be Duchess Satine. So it's like you got Katie Sackoff. <laughs> Perhaps you throw in a Bo-Katan. So then, like people that don't know Clone Wars, I'll be like, oh, okay. I yeah, it's just kind of a genius move because then you can show the Mandalorians pre Clone Wars or 
during Clone Wars or however you want to, you know, without knowing the cartoon, you can learn about it. So, yeah, I'm going to go 75%. Like, she's on the payroll. <laughs> I think, well, you know, from Rogue One on, I've been hoping that they've had threads weaving in and out of all this yeah. stuff. And like you said, you've got her there. She she nerds out over it. She's like, her dream apparently is to meet Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill's like, I'll meet you. <laughs> like, like I, you know, I would, I'm going to go 71% as well. Just like, she plays a role in Obi-Wan's life. Mm-hmm. Just. I can't remember if like they interact in the show. They must. Either way, if she's not in it, I'm not going to care. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to see it because again, you have the characters, you have, and the thing with the Mandalorian is now you have this foundation of the live action foundation because, you know, I mean, now they're kind of mixing the animated with live action, but the live action foundation is set. She's a part of that. Why not have all of your live action? I don't want to say connect, but they all take place in the same galaxy at different times. But if you can, if you could put them in little blotches here and there, why not do it? Uh, our next odd, either uh, the Cassian Andor show or the book of Boba Fett we will have teasers for on May 4th. We will either get a teaser for the Andor show or Book of Boba Fett on May the 4th. Be with you. I'm going to go 90%. It's like, I mean, I can't remember. Like, Have they released stuff on May the 4th in the past? I can't remember. Um, no, last year they gave us the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian show. And this year, this year we're getting Bad Batch. Right. On May the 4th? Yeah. Episode 1, May the 4th. Yes. I'm so psyched. Uh, no, I think it would be nice, but... Like, I mean, if there's going to be a trailer for anything, it's one of these two shows. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, if, if, if I thought there was a chance for another one, I would have put it. But I think these are the only two that yeah. will have footage by that so, point. Yeah, I'm going to go... What did I say? 80%? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go 63 we're saying positive this week. I like being positive. <laughs> and uh, our final odd, the odds that Mephisto will be the big bad in the Cassian Andor show. Well, Mephisto... <laughs> I just... Uh, it's, it's funny, though, when every YouTube video was that yellow circle with an arrow. <laughs> Mephisto sported! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and our final odd: Ray Skywalker will return, but not in a film. Will Ray Skywalker appear on Disney Plus live action, not animated? Wait, what? It will return, but not, not in, in a, a film. film on a series Disney Plus. And Just not animated. Character. It's got to be live action. Oh, so like in a show. Daisy Ridley will play live action Ray again, but not in a motion picture in theater. I was going to go 100%. It's like, she's going to put her in a comic. Uh, 65%. Wow. She said something about Grogu, and I was like, she, you know, born in pandemic days. I hate it when they're like, would you ever play Ray again? She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. But I don't know. I've seen so many journalists now asking these questions, and it's just like, this is what happens when you let, you know, YouTubers, no offense to us, become <laughs> journalists. They start asking really bad questions, and the world goes to hell. I saw a thing where they believe there's some people think that uh, press junkets are just going to be like, go oh, bye bye. Bye bye. They're useless. They ask the same questions. It's like there's all garbage press now. Yeah, and it's just like you could do it over Zoom in four hours. Yeah, yeah, and like then anyone could ideally get into it. It's like yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna go 41. I'm gonna go negative on this one. 41. I think if she does return, it will be cinematic. But again, who the heck knows what's coming up on Disney Plus in the future? Because I would like a post sequel trilogy show, or I like I would I would like to see what happens in the galaxy after the sequel trilogy, because um, it's fast it's fascinating time. Like the, like say what you want about Palpatine's return, 
But when you think about it, from the beginning to of uh, the prequels to the end of the sequels, it's basically yeah. Palpatine ruining the galaxy. And yeah, now absolutely. for the for the first time, aside from like High Republic, you have a time where like the galaxy is now rid of this thing. How does it operate? You know. So, but anyway, you don't have the news today. I have no news. Here's the news: someone made a comic of of uh, oh, this called Trevorrow script. Colin Trevorrow's yeah. uh, uh, script. So there it is. Ha! The uh, news. All right. Uh, uh, it's exciting, and also I am the, a New Hope Princess Leia. That's the other news. <laughs> I guess that worked out. That's probably why StarWars.com put it up because it is International, International Women's Day. Day. Yeah, that's that's why. Thanks. I I like which Jin Urso are you? Child Jin Urso, Felicity Jones Jin Urso, or Fried on Scarif Jin Urso? <laughs> Pile of ash. <laughs> um. By the way, she also said she would return because who wouldn't want to return? And uh, I'm all for more. I like all those characters. I know Rogue One people were like, Rogue One, the characters stink. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like every single character in Rogue One. And I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, But I'm not a real Star Wars fan. Yeah, you're a shell for Disney. I am. Uh, you're on the payroll. I, big time on the payroll. I am also Mephisto. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, if you watch, I am the fly on the curtain. I know you have. I know you're a busy man, but if you could put that circle around you right now in post editing with the arrow, it's like Mephisto. <laughs> How Mephisto showed up in Star Wars Mandalorian season three in Rebel Scum podcast. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't wait for Mephisto to show up in the Snyder cut. <laughs> All right, top five. <laughs> Top five. Top five what? Mephisto moments. You got <laughs> Mephisto mints. <laughs> Ooh, that actually sounds like a brand of mints. But they'd be yeah, like I'm... they'd be like cinnamon hearts. <sighs> Mephisto mints. When life is getting you down, why don't you sell your soul <laughs> to Mr. Mephisto? Oh man, they totally missed out on a Mephisto theme song. Disney, hire us. James and I will quarantine for two weeks and then move to, or I guess they're in LA. I was going to say, for some reason, I think Disney is just automatically in Florida. No, but we'll go to LA. Disney parks are opening, I think, again, April 3rd or something. Disney World is open. <laughs> no, no, but I think it's like, the one. I think Cal, one of them's opening wide, though. It's like, going to be like, everyone in, let's yeah, go. I think, yeah, California's been closed like the yeah, whole time. Yeah, so that one's opening yeah. up April 3rd. No, I know, because our good friend Disney Desi has been going. And... It's warmer there than here, also, by the way. Yeah, it bums me out because I've always wanted the it's the arts festival at Epcot and they have frushi, which is fruit sushi. And I'm like, ooh, I want to try that. What uh, would be the I'll rice look. on a fruit sushi? I don't know. I, I've looked at it, I can't remember what it is. Maybe it's like a little, like, like a custard. Lychee? Sort of. Is it lychee? Lychee would work, but I, I, it looks like it's like, Pieces of like melon or something like that, yeah, yeah, and lake or something. So maybe it's like a cold custard thing. I, I, but I'm the custard kind of that ruins the health factor of it. You could, you know, you could just make no, yourself a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the food and wine festival, which when you're at a food yeah. and wine festival with Aaron, leave no. your wallet at the door. Um. <laughs> top five Ray moments. We're going to do top five Ray moments. Uh, why not? Uh, you know what moment I really liked by Ray was when she's floating with the rocks at the beginning of the rise of Skywalker. Haters gonna hate, but I thought that was very cool because she was really learning the Force. It was a moment. I I, I kind of feel like that was JJ's be like, well, this is what I want Luke to be. And Force Wiggins, now I'm gonna make it Ray. But it looked really cool with Ray, and it's one of those things where you see fan art like of Luke doing that, and it was, to see it in a movie was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a cheesy moment, but I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it last. It's the end of La uh, Last Skywalker or Last Skywalker, Return, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, the Return of the Mac. Just uh, like the Tatooine scene, uh, mostly I just love 
Ray and BB-8 walking into the double sunset, sunrise, oh, wow. sunrise. Like, that's just like, yes, give me another movie. It's amazing how one little thing is like, yes, give me more. I mean, because it looks like we're going into the frontier to to adventure. But then, of course, you know, Ray Skywalker and then the lightsabers going into the sand and Ghost Leia and Luke. That's good, too. But I, that moment, I love them walking into the Rising's uh, double suns. Uh, my number four is Ray Skywalker. That whole moment, uh, and when she took the name, I know people get mad. Like I like Ray, nobody. That's fine, but that was never happening. And also, the thing is, she was a Palpatine, sure, but she was really the thing is, she was Ray, no one. And then she rejects Palpatine, and then she takes the name of the only family she ever knew, even though whatever. But. I, I like that moment. It was. It was. I also think I predicted it uh, like a month before the movie came out. So I kind of whatever. Oh. Yeah, I was on Around the Galaxy podcast. You can listen to it, and I say, I believe I say that after because Pete sent me a message saying, "You son of a gun." Uh, he didn't use those words, but I was like, uh, I just for, for like look watching. I know people hate it, but watch when I when I watched Force Awakens and Last Jedi before seeing that movie. It just felt like the movie was going to end on Tatooine with her being Rey Skywalker. And it played out that way. And you can hate it all you want. But uh, I thought it was a great moment. And then just uh, the Skywalker saga is over. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, my number four is also a, a final Rey scene. This one being in Last Skywalker. I like The when... Last Jedi. <laughs> Which she is the last Skywalker, too. (laughs) The last... (laughs) Where, like, uh, she arrives on crate and then moves all the rocks so that they can escape on the Millennium Falcon. Like, I like that because you're like... Like, that scene, that was another scene where, like, I think we spent a couple episodes just talking about, like, oh, that's awesome. She's, like, in control of the Force. And now... And it plays into the, it's more than just moving rocks, yeah. Which again plays yeah. into my number five moment, where she's moving rocks. It seems like Ray is yeah. really into what Luke yeah. said. The Force is not about no great moment. Just like, it's just a cool looking scene. It's like just revealed, and she's there. It's not her and Luke. I know Luke's not there anyways, but you know what I mean. Like it's just like no, it's, it's her a wild moment. So, yeah, I agree. I don't. Three. I don't have it on here, but I like that she stole the uh, Jedi, the sacred text. Uh, my number yeah. three, um, the first, this was uh, the first time we ever saw Rey, and that's when she's scavenging in the old Star Destroyer in the Force yeah. Awakens. In the trailer when we saw it, that was super cool. Um, when she's in the Death Star and Rise of Skywalker, it's really cool, but this moment in the in the old Star Destroyer, because it was, I remember when, when that trailer dropped, you're like, oh man, the Star Destroyer in the background, it's so Star Wars, like the, yeah. the remnants of stuff. And just her in there is like, it, there was something unique and special about that moment and and it was really like oh we're in this is a star wars movie again even though that's like 15 minutes into the movie we already got finn which was awesome but whatever that moment was fantastic it's a perfect example of how she's a mary sue she's like Mm -hmm. she's just you know happening upon all these things that she can trade in while like living a luxury luxurious life in the desert (laughs) i thought she was going to be mephisto but that was me that's your mistake. <laughs> uh, my number three is also from A New Hope. <laughs> Force Awakens. Uh, it's one of the moments I love uh, just in general. It's when her and Finn are, are running yes. from Eye Fighter. And they're like, it was like, we need a pilot. We have one. It's like, who? Me. It's <laughs> like, like, let me go. I always love that. I've always commented on it, like, he like grabs her, like let go of me, like let's go. That, <laughs> like I am not a princess for you to save. And that the introduction, reintroduction to the Millennium Falcon is fantastic. And that too, yeah, like just yeah. everything about it is great. Uh, my number two, Ray versus her granddaddy, Shvp, and I am yeah. all the Jedi. My number two is basically that too. I just like her hearing the Jedi. Yes, the well, that's yeah, that. Which is like, I guess it's like not necessarily a Ray moment, but it's she's hearing it. So well, it is because they're speaking to her to strengthen her. 
Um, but that whole, as much as I don't like the inclusion of uh, Palpatine as like he's the problem, like that scene makes it worth it because it's like, oh, this is very cool. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And my number one, one? Uh, Ray and Kylo versus the Praetorian Guards. Oh, did I cheap out uh, by adding? Why a... am I surprised? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, well, there's like there's the fight is great, but you know yeah. her getting tortured by Snoke, and then refusing Kylo at the end, and then the Anakin, Luke, Ray saver, whatever the hell you want to call it, breaking in half. Like there's just so much in that sequence of events that I, I absolutely. Uh, Love and uh, that's my number one Ray moment. And uh, if you disagree, I don't care. Everyone has a top five, and you let me know what yours is. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Put it in the comments. Hit it up in the chat. Uh, my number one is also a Kylo and Ray moment. Mine from Force Awakens. Look, I got it right that time. Force Awakens. Uh, when they're fighting on Murder Planet in the snow forest, and uh, and just the lightsaber fight because it's like. Is it really the first time you see Ray with a lightsaber? Yeah, right. Yeah, because she but, she rejects it earlier. Yeah, but what I liked about that is specifically when they're dueling, and then all of a sudden she sort of mm-hmm. has that look on her face that we're like, "Is she going? Is she using the dark side? Why? How is she all of a sudden stronger than him?" Like I like that look because it's just like so ambiguous but so meaningful. You're like. Ooh, I like where this is going. So, like, just and of course, like, there's nothing better than like the blue of her lightsaber, yeah, <laughs> and the red of Kylo's on the faces is just like wow. No, great moment. And when it's on snow, it looks like Christmas lights. Yeah, makes me feel like Christmas on Murder Planet. Christmas was probably great on Starkiller Brace until it got, <laughs> got blown up. 206 episodes of the Rebel Scum podcast. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> yeah, it was Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along. Oh, was, news. Somehow, like, we, we got to an hour without even talking, doing the news today. Yeah, absolutely. It's because we ranted about Nightmare and Mephisto. <laughs> People, <laughs> that's all the comments are going to be like, Aang. I don't know. I think we say it every time we go see a Star Wars movie now, but leave your expectations at the door. Uh, enjoy what you like. And th- theories are a lot of fun. It's a lot, uh, so much fun yeah. to discuss. Like, oh, do you think this could happen? This could happen. Oh, and then when it doesn't happen, we shouldn't be like, oh, man, missed opportunities. We should be like, oh, they went a different direction. And uh, I think it's it's always funny when, when we completely get a theory wrong. We're like, wow, where were their heads at? Like, because <laughs> like all of our heads were here, but their heads were there. Like, that, like you know, there's a reason why they're writing it and we're not. I don't know what that reason is, but there's a reason. But who were the people in the commercials in WandaVision? <laughs> Never resolved. Darcy also doesn't like goodbyes. Yeah, that's just true. Speaking of goodbyes, I think it's time for us to say goodbye, Brock. So long. Farewell. <clears throat> Make sure you like our <laughs> Give us a like and a so subscribe. Long. We have well, <laughs> make sure to smash the bell. <laughs> That's how we should start. I'm putting that at the beginning of the show. I'm editing it and placing it at the top. Like, subscribe, and make sure to smash the bell. Uh, James, thank you for being a friend and doing a podcast. Uh, I bid you adieu. 206 episodes. Thanks for watching, everybody. Give us a like and subscribe. Uh, I'm James He's Rock, and he was always. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.